0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast here, and thank you guys as always for joining me. We've got tons of information out on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. It's about two forty-five, and uh, the Fed just came out and said that they are going to be raising the target rate to uh, another twenty-five basis points to a target rate of five percent to five and a quarter percent. So we are seeing, uh, you know, some some higher rates. We are seeing uh, a lot more you know fear out there a lot of problems we really need to get over and uh, we're not in the clear yet there is a lot of good news um on on some fronts and in the uh reports that we are hearing from some companies that have reported but uh there is still a lot of fear out there you know we've got these uh um you know now an open window as to are we going to get these rates still bumping up uh going forward are we going to uh eventually pause Uh, I know we talked about that previously where the uh, outlook for the rest of the year was looking like we might actually get a reversal and they might start cutting these rates. But um, that is definitely a sign that we would want to be looking to uh, start purchasing when these uh, rate hikes are stopping and certainly when they are starting to reverse. I think the market's going to take off then. But uh, these, uh, these Fed rate hikes, I don't know if they are over yet and um that is definitely critical and the the verbiage right now looks like you know hey we're going to keep the window open as to see what the options are between now and the next meeting in june there are two more cpi readings in that time Uh, so we'll get some more information on what's going on there we've still got to navigate these jobs numbers that are going to be coming out on friday on uh, you know labor growth and everything else that's going to be coming out And, uh, you know, we're still worried about, um, you know, Apple. That is a a big player still yet to record or report rather. And I do believe they are coming out tonight. But, um, you know, we've we've still got these banking fears. We've got uh, debt ceiling fears. There's just a lot going on. It is a very uh, tumultuous market. And um, what do we got on Apple? No, they come out on uh, Thursday. That is going to be tomorrow so we will be checking in on uh, on apple but um you know looking at apple right now they're sitting at uh, 16988 and man that is um that's a pretty tough number things have got to be pretty pretty much perfect for them to really outshine and move up on this news uh you know in the last month oh uh, where do we start on apple we were down Uh, You know, low 160s uh, back on the 12th, and now we're up about 10 uh, points higher. And uh, man, we just really got to get things right and have a good outlook in order to see this one really pop. Um, You know, and if, uh, you know, this is rocky, we could definitely see the whole market sell off based on what Apple says going forward. Actually, you know, I refreshed and we're at 170.28. So there's not too much upside from uh, the 25 different ranked analysts that are on here. They're saying about 4% of upside, and uh, yeah, there's a couple buy ratings in the uh, 174 to 205 that I'm seeing. Uh, you know, recently, uh, kind of bullish to go out and put these numbers out uh, prior to this read and getting this uh, this report out. So ultimately, we will see what's happening there. Uh, the debt ceiling thing that needs to get uh, figured out. I, I hate the politics around the debt ceiling and using, uh, you know, this uh, this, you know, crunch time to really try to get uh, different things passed and move through. Uh, man, I, I hate all sides of that. I, I get it's politics, but man, that is a, a tough thing to try to jump through and navigate every time. So hopefully, uh, well, well, we're going to have to be up against the wall here within the next month on that. And, uh, I guess going forward, we will see, uh, you know, tomorrow what Apple does. And, um, yeah, we've also got uh, this JP, uh, Morgan buying uh, first Republic and, uh, yeah, that first Republic deal is ultimately going to be, you know, kind of big problems out there. We really didn't think that this was just going to get pushed through, uh, looked like JP Morgan had the most amount of money in order to buy them. So they kind of said, Hey, it's yours. Uh, And that was kind of, you know, backroom dealings early morning before the the market opened on Monday. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely kind of sketchy out there as to what that means. Uh, It looks like a lot of these regional banks are still just have this pin action where if any one of them has a hiccup, all of them are feeling the pain. And, man, that's really hurting the market uh, in those spaces. So I know there's some different stocks that look like great values out there right now. But, man, I can't even, you know, think about spending any money on these regional banks right now. It is just uh, very uncertain times and uh, just so much volatility and vulnerability in that space where I am not comfortable at all. Um, You know, let's take a look over here. uh, JP Morgan's at 137. They're down a little bit today looking at this. Uh, Bank of America, let's check in on that one and see what they are doing. And... Bank of America is at twenty eight and a quarter. Uh, they are up a little bit on the day, but uh, still kind of trading sideways, and that's that's okay for me right now. This one, as as long as we kind of stay range bound and we don't get any major collapses, I think these will be okay. But there there is some definite fear out there in the commercial real estate, in the way that uh, you know so much money was out there. Now it's kind of getting taken away. the The rates are going through the roof. And there's just so much problems. We need to you know, get people back into the offices in order to have that occupancy rates up so that commercial buildings don't really fall f- flat on their face. And man, that's just so many moving pieces to try to navigate this market. So um, I, I guess we'll try to um, really ease those fears. We're going to try to really look at, you know, if there is something worth buying. Uh, I kind of do feel like the market could be more of a coiled spring In some regards from all of this uh, noise and this pressure pushing things down. And uh, yes, there's definitely been the tech movement higher, but uh, it doesn't really seem like everyone is moving up with them. So uh, first things, uh, I would definitely say if you are looking to invest, you want to invest in wonderful companies at fair prices, not fair companies at wonderful prices, right? So uh basically you're looking for your top tier names in any movements you might not get the huge upside right now but uh you're buying a great company at a realistic price right not these uh you know regional banks that uh are so-so and that uh you know things you know look super cheap but uh we really don't know the future of that company so i am really trying to lean on some of these large cap players and some names that haven't really been, uh, you know, moving too much higher along with some of the tech names. And we've kind of talked about that, right? I've I've been looking at even some of the ones that are large cap tech that haven't moved yet. Uh, Looking at Amazon, looking at Google, they haven't really had those runs yet. Uh, We're still looking at uh, some of the different companies that have traded sideways or down. Um, some of the defense companies, those are still, uh, you know, kind of up in the air. We're not too sure what the budget's going to be as far as defense spending, but, uh, some of those in the airspace and all do look strong. Um, you know, and we still do need that, uh, defense budget going forward. So, um, I'm just not too sure what those things are. So maybe when we get a little bit more clarity on what's going on with that, we can make some educated moves on, Hey, should we be buying Lockheed or Raytheon or, uh, you know, general dynamics, uh, this, that, or the other. I'm still kind of looking at uh, John Deere. This one has pulled back significantly uh, on the one month. We were sitting up around 410, and and now we're down to about 386. I know some of the commodity pricing has come down, but uh, I still am looking long term for Deere uh, with some of the different things that they're looking to do with AI and robotics and this, that, and the other as well. Oh, man, I, I definitely think that that is a long term. Uh, you know, hold for me. I I don't have this one in my portfolio yet. I do have Caterpillar, but uh, it is sitting at a 14 times PE. You get about a 1.3% dividend, nothing crazy there. But um, a name that I think long-term when commodity prices kind of stabilize, this one's gonna have some upside. Uh, It's about 21.6% of upside going forward. So I still like that name. These are just my opinions. Um, You know, this is just kind of the place that I'm looking. And uh, I don't think farming's going anywhere i don't think mining's going anywhere and i think that the future and what they are looking to set their sights on is smart so for me this could be a name that is a, a high conviction play that i would probably try to add to on a dip that i don't think is really justified and um yeah i mean maybe you know try to build a position here uh you know maybe uh, average in over the next uh six months 12 months something like that and really build out a position. Maybe this isn't the low. Maybe it does go low. Maybe it goes to 330. I'm not sure. But uh, if it does, I, I think I would want to be buying that there uh, at those prices as well for those long-term gains. But, um, yeah, I did ask last time for some uh, for some stock questions. And uh, I did look at a couple of those also. And some of those are definitely tough to call right now. I got uh, my dad asked me, hey, look up uh, Neo and Lucid. Uh, I had a little bit more time to look up Neo. I haven't really dove into Lucid so much. I've been pretty swamped around here. And uh, so I didn't really have a a chance to get into that one yet. But uh, let's look at Neo real quick. And uh, the deliveries for, uh, I believe it was April. It might have been March. uh, They were up, uh, I believe it was 30% year over year. Uh, So they are delivering more, but they were down from the prior month to that that latest reading it was like 6,700 vehicles roughly. And um so that is definitely a good sign to see that they are up year over year. I'm not as concerned with that month over month move. We do have a lot of different uh things where um uh, you know that that short blip in time sometimes we we've, we've got uh you know end of quarter we see that with Tesla a lot where they uh the last You know, quarter or last month of the quarter, the numbers go through the roof. They drop prices, they push production, they, you know, give different incentives. Uh, So I'm not so concerned with the month over month, but uh, year over year, it is nice to see that those numbers are moving higher. We've still got problems with um, China, right? We still are not sure what's going on there, but they are building out that infrastructure. They are looking to get into, I believe they, Ah, uh, did some more battery swap stations in Germany, Sweden, and they are looking to do, I think it was a thousand might have been more than a thousand battery swap stations that they're looking to set up through Europe. They're trying to get those uh, those stations set up and ready to roll. Uh, I do like that. They are, you know, trying to get more into Europe. And um, this is something that i I saw in uh, one report was that uh, the the battery swap times, was 45 minutes of a line to to get into one which I thought man that's crazy but then it was also that in China the lines for the gas stations was an average of 2 hours which I was like oh well well then then 45 minutes doesn't sound so bad and then the the typical battery charging stations was a 4 hour wait so uh they really need to build out that infrastructure it looks like they're trying to do that that is a main focus and uh I think that is a driving force to get uh, more people into a neo versus uh, another automaker is the fact that they are looking to build out that infrastructure and make it easier to own one. Uh, I Do believe that they had the time on the swap stations down to about three minutes to where they dropped the battery, put a new one in uh, and you're on the road. So that is nice. Uh, they are also retooling the ES6. That is going to be pushed out this month. They are really trying to get uh, those numbers out uh, or that new vehicle out this month in order to get deliveries back uh, even higher for the next coming months to around maybe 10 or 11,000 vehicles. Some reports are looking at vehicle deliveries up to about 15,000. So uh, I guess all that put into perspective, um, man, it, it's still a hard call. This is still a small cap stock um, in the way of you know what the market is in favor of right now. Small cap, isn't it? The uh, you know interest rates and all going through the roof. This might not affect Neo as much, but the the U.S. based companies with uh, more uh, funding problems that is certainly going to be a problem in the way of small caps. So I would say that Lucid falls into that here. Um, so that is kind of my tie in there. But um, so when you're looking at Neo, uh, yes, they do have some government funding. I know that uh, the the government was backing that. Uh, that is still kind of uh, a rough situation trying to invest in a, uh, a Chinese company, a Chinese stock. And, uh, you know, I do think they are a good company. I think it is not their time. So I don't know that I would uh, start a position now, but I also don't think that I would sell a position now. So for me, as a neo uh, long-term holder, I am holding right now. Um, and I would probably say that that's probably a safe bet. Um, but, uh, man, let's actually take a look at what the analysts say on that one. I might be completely wrong. Uh, yeah, we're sitting at seven point, uh, or $7.72 and the average price target is $14.92 from nine different analysts. So that's 93% of upside. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you could say, Hey, you know, this could be the pain point. We could be getting, uh, some more deliveries. We could start seeing margins roll up. We are trying to get more into Europe. You could, uh, you know, average in a little bit if you really have that uh, that pain tolerance for what could be with Neo, but uh, yeah, they're up about three point six percent today. And uh, just for uh, just for fun, let's take a look over at Lucid. Uh, they're at seven fifty six, and the average price target is only nine ninety two. So that's thirty one percent of upside. So a lot more upside uh, from these different analysts on Neo as uh, opposed to Lucid. And, um, yeah, I mean, I probably would probably more shy away from lucid at this point, just because of a lot of the problems that they're having here. Uh, the margins are very, well, they're very negative right now, the fact that they're not making any money. Neo is not, but they have more of that lifeline from the Chinese government. And uh, Lucid has so much competition here. And for them to get uh, vehicles out the door, um, actually talked to someone who was trying to buy a lucid vehicle and uh he'd been on a wait list for about two years to get his lucid air delivered and still hasn't uh, received any kind of date as to when that might happen. So um man, they're they're both tough. Um, like I said, I would probably favor Neo in this situation, but uh that also means that you're dealing with a Chinese stock which is really hard to navigate. Even uh, Alibaba, we saw them come out and do that uh, that proposed company split up, and uh, it rallied from there. And I was uh, on board with this split up, and uh, now, now we're sitting at 81.70. But over the last month, uh, we, were, we were up over 100, 102.74 on April 6th. I believe that's roughly the time when this was announced, and then it kind of fell flat on its face. Uh, and that's painful. This is a great company as well. They can lock, unlock a lot of different value by splitting the company up, doing that IPO, raising capital for the different segments. And um, I mean, I'm I'm definitely bullish on the company itself, but it seems like everything that is around it is always a challenge. You know, Jack Ma disappearing, you know, the stock goes sideways or goes down. The, uh, the Chinese government stepping in, doing something, stock goes down. Any problem with China, Russia, the stock goes down. Uh, So it's just a really tough stock to own. Uh, There is about 83 and a half percent of upside on it. Price target of 149 is the average. And I I think we can get back there. I think this was what a $300 stock. um, I mean, not that long ago. Um, Let's even take a look here at the chart. If I pull up a five-year chart, Yeah. We spiked up to three. It's hard to, to get an actual price on this five year. Uh, I'll call it three Oh six on, uh, October 9th of 2020. And you know, now we're down to $81. So I definitely think it is a, a great company that has a bunch of speed bumps in the way of being as great as it could be, if that makes any sense. So, um, I guess take that with a grain of salt on Neo. It is a challenge to get through some of these problems that they are facing. Uh, again, a good company that is trying to get into different markets and uh, one that I think could be even better. But um, yeah, there is a lot of other competition heating up with Lee Auto, Xpeng, uh, and some of the other competition that I'm not so well aware of. But um, that's, that's probably for me right now. I, I might average down a bit if you can, but um, I don't know that I would uh, you know, really go to sell out of it and take the loss uh, right now, at least not for me. I, I think this has a long-term story in front of it. So that's kind of my two cents there. Um, the other one I wanted to cover, and uh, I know there was a lot of earnings this week. Uh, I think we kind of covered a good amount of them last time but uh one was uh sofi and uh man this one has been awfully painful too and it's not a regional bank it is an online national bank but uh they are certainly seeing problems uh so the stock has traded back down into that uh well it was in the $4 range and now it's in the $5 range but um so what's going on here a lot of the different uh, things that they were doing uh, They were doing commercial lending, they were doing uh, real estate lending, and a lot of that has slowed. So now their big driver is personal loans. Uh, I think that was up 47%. And uh, all those loans were, I think, around an average of $25,000, which is uh, much smaller than the loans that they were issuing. And uh, I think there's just not the appetite for the loan growth right now, especially with the problems that are in the regional banks. So, SoFi is getting more of those smaller loans, but they are losing out on some of those big uh, purchase price loans, and that is certainly hurting the business, um, and they're getting lumped in with those regional banks. So, it's definitely a painful one. Um, You you know, in the last three months, we've got 10 analysts saying, hey, this one should be at 759. Uh, So, that is about uh, 51.6% of upside. But uh, there are a lot, a lot of problems in the banking area right now. I don't really know what to think about this one. And uh, having those smaller loan uh, uh, ticket prices going out, being uh, smaller than what we are used to, uh, the business has slowed a bit there. And uh, again, you know, just anything with regional banks, I really don't want to touch. I understand this isn't a typical regional bank. This is an online bank. They are getting more visibility, but uh, it's kind of at a cost, right? The, the loans that they are, you know, issuing are, uh, again, smaller. So that is certainly a problem there. We did have uh, some oil stocks r- report uh, as well. And uh, I think BP came out and said that uh, they could see that crude prices might get down to about $60 a barrel. If you've been listening for a while, you know that $70 and higher is really in that sweet spot for these oil producers to make money. And uh, it looks like this kind of tanked a couple different stocks. So I'm looking at MPC, Marathon Pete, that is down 5% on the day to 111. If we do look at BP, uh, let's take a look there and see what they're doing. Uh, They're down about a, a third of a percentage point on the day. Let's take a look at exxon i haven't been too close to uh to the market today they are also down about a point point. and uh chevron we'll, we'll take a peek over there and just see what's going on with chevron and also down so uh, i think the whole oil stock thing has uh traded off it looks like marathon pete has uh definitely seen the biggest sell-off uh on the day i'm not too sure why just marathon pete is uh is down today it might have been on an earnings call uh, let me see. Uh, dim seeing something that's saying demand worries intensify and oil sell-off is dragging down energy stocks. We just kind of said that, uh, they did report yesterday. So the earnings were $6 and nine cents per share. And that was 49 cents better than the S and P uh, capital IQ consensus of five sixty. Uh, it says revenues. Let's go ahead and read this revenues. Uh, where are we here? Sorry, I had to open the article. Revenues fell 8.6 percent year over year to 35.08 billion versus the 35.17 billion that was uh, uh, expected. We've got uh, EBITDA at 1.5 billion for the first quarter of 2023 versus 1.4 billion for the first quarter of 22. So it looks like those numbers are higher. We did have uh, that revenue fall, but uh, per share we made more. Uh, so I don't know if that's a 5% sell-off in my mind. And, uh, overall marathon has treated me really well since I purchased it in uh, 2020. And, uh, I don't know that I'm itching to buy more at these prices, but, um, es- especially with the problems going forward, uh, I think we are going to hit some sort of slowdown. I think the fed is still going to, you know, really pump the brakes on the, uh, the economy. They're going to continue to do that. Uh, I think Powell's going to try to pull a Volcker moment and, and really try to, you know, drive these rates higher in order to slow down everything that's out there. Uh, I think he's definitely more studies that uh, that Volcker mentality from the the 80s than uh, the Burns from before him. And Burns definitely uh, was kind of that, you know, touch and go. Hey, you know, things look a little bit better. Well, we'll slow down the the rate hikes and then things look worse. And then he had to up them. Uh, I don't see Powell doing that. So I think it's going to remain elevated for longer uh, and i I don't really know that we're going to get a rate cut anytime soon so i really we really want to be selective in what i'm looking at again i'm looking at uh wonderful companies at fair valuations rather than fair companies at wonderful value valuations so uh again you know healthcare uh food we're, we're looking at utilities we're looking at uh you know even some tech names that really haven't run uh another thing that was brought up to me today was the fact that uh, micron ticker mu uh, makes dram and that uh that memory goes into everything that is built on technology so if micron has a good quarter if microns uh orders are slowing you will see that ripple effect by simply just watching micron so if you watch that one throw it on a watch list and really see what they are doing and Keep up with that. You can keep up with a lot of technology simply by following that one name uh, So that's kind of a little bit of insight here as uh, something that might work for you And uh, you know, I need to probably keep up to date a little bit more on uh, watching micron as well so, um Actually while we're talking about it. Hey, let's pull it up. Well, that makes sense, right? so ticker mu where are we today? Uh, we are down about a third of a point. Nothing major. We're sitting at sixty-one, sixty-seven. Uh, that PE is remarkably high on Micron. I remember when this one was trading in single digits uh, as a commodity chip player, and now it's sitting at forty-four times earnings. Uh, so that is definitely worrisome. We came down from a high. It looks like on uh, twelve twenty-one. Oh no, this is on a this is on a five-year still. So that is way off. If I look at the the one year back in uh, May of 22, we were at 73. So we've traded down from that, but uh, we are fairly range bound. We, you know, trade up and down. We set maybe a little bit lower of a low in December, but then the lows from there have been trading higher every time that it's retraced. So um, that's definitely a good sign that we are setting higher lows but uh, it's also kind of range bound on that high limit as well. So looks like it could be a nice trade, but um, I guess we'll have to look a little bit further into this one. What, what does the analyst research say here on Micron? Uh, about 14% of upside, which I could certainly see happening within the next 12 months. I don't think that is out of the question. And uh, as things kind of ease over the next uh, 12 months, and say we'd start getting rate cuts beginning of 2024. This one should certainly take off as there's more demand for uh, you know, people got a little bit more money in their pocketbook. They can go ahead and spend on some of the more technology uh based items that Micron is gonna have their chips in. So, um, man, where are we on time? We got uh I'm 27 minutes in. This is gonna have to be a short one today, guys. Uh, but yeah, we're, let's take a quick look at the, uh, the investing challenge. I did go ahead and purchase uh Tesla for week, uh, what was it? 18 and, uh, for week 19, what do we got? We've got, uh, five names. That is the, the rule of thumb around here. We've got, uh, up first, we've got Amazon. I told you guys I'm looking to buy that one while it's cheaper. And, uh, those numbers are making sense to me on Amazon, um, uh, number two mpw medical properties trust if you need a, a complete run through i did cover these in the last episode so go back listen to the second half of that one but mpw uh they did sell off some of that australia business they are looking to buy some business and uh i believe it was texas and uh another state 100 million dollars to buy back into those hospitals they did reinstate that or not even reinstate they uh uh re what am i trying to say they are keeping the dividend the same let's go with that uh so they're keeping the dividend uh they are able to keep that 13.9 percent dividend intact right now it looks like they have enough cash for that uh so that is a solid sign and um i mean this one has traded down into the eight dollar range i don't think it deserves to be there and uh, if this price goes back up into the 12 range this dividend is going to uh you know still be that 29 cents but uh, it'll probably be trading in that eight to nine percent. So I think that'll be right back in line as to where it uh, could be. And if we get you know back up to fifteen like this one was, this will be cut in half pretty much. So um, MPW is number two. Number three is going to be Google. Pretty self-explanatory. I still think that that one is strong. They're going to get uh, AI right. I, I just I believe that uh, Google will certainly figure that one out. Number four was Plug Power, hydrogen energy company. That is uh, delivering hydrogen power plants uh, to different applications through uh, throughout the world, really. But um, yeah, they are hydrogen fuel cell turnkey solutions. So uh, customers such as refineries, producers of chemical steel, fertilizer, commercial refueling stations, and they uh, are allowing them to generate hydrogen on site. So that's pretty cool. And then number five was uh, the bank that was trading sideways today. Uh, And that is Bank of America. So that is BAC. So we got BAC, Plug Power, P-L-U-G, Google or Alphabet, G-O-O-G-L. We've got Medical Properties Trust, MPW, and we've got Amazon, ticker is AMZN. And uh, I'm going to have to stop here and uh, I'll start back up in a second. All right. Sorry, guys. Hit the time cut there on that 30 minute segment. But uh, yeah, one more thing. Uh, And this came to my mind before I did a quick wrap up on that segment um bitcoin uh when all this jp morgan first republic bank problems uh had a, some you know overnight uh, backroom dealings bitcoin was quietly making the most transactions on the network since 2017 so it set a new high as to how many people were transacting in bitcoin in a given day and man i think that is a bullish sign when we saw you know some stock sell off on tuesday uh you know crypto was trading higher um uh, man, this is definitely tough. I, I think that there's a lot of people really worried about having their money in banks. I think there's a lot of people that are worried about having their money uh, in stocks. I think a lot of people are looking for alternative assets, whether that's gold, silver, uh, crypto, or, or anything else. Uh, I think that you know, Bitcoin is going to be a benefactor of some of the problems that are going on in the banking segment right now. Um, so Bitcoin has traded down a bit. I know we got above 30,000. We're sitting at uh, 28,702. Uh, we're down about one and a half percent on the day, but I mean, the NASDAQ was worse, worse than that. So uh, I'm, I'm still bullish. Um, I'm definitely still trying to load up Bitcoin Ethereum. And um, I, I do think that there's going to be a turning point where this thing does really rally. It has had a lot of consolidation. A lot of people that have uh, really tried to start investing into it. There's been more accounts really linked to uh, holding these uh, coins for longer. And um, I, I'm still really bullish. I, I think a lot of people are really looking to diversify by having other things other than cash. And having uh, more than $250,000 in any one bank account is not smart. Uh, so, Uh, from the way of the FDIC that is the limit I I know that people got bailed out before but I don't think that that is going to continue Uh, there's only so many banks that are going to bail out uh, you know these smaller banks and the FDIC only has so much money so I think it'd be smart to at least if you are over that threshold of 250 uh, split it up into separate bank accounts and uh, really protect yourself, but also you know some other form of currency might not be a terrible idea as well. So that that's my two cents on that. Um, you know, do with that what you will. If crypto makes sense to you, cool. If not, uh, I could certainly see gold and silver and, and and you know other ways of investing or holding your cash that uh, is a little bit safer than simply just having a, you know massive amounts of money in one bank account that is not going to be safe. And, um, ultimately the, the U S taxpayers are going to bail these out as the fees and everything else are going to get higher, uh, from the FDIC. I know they're saying it's not going to be a bailout and it's not going to affect taxpayers, but that's where the money is going to be coming from. So, uh, definitely take that and, uh, just kind of be smart with your money. That, that makes sense to me. But, um, yeah, I think that's about all I've got wrapped up for you guys in a nutshell. I think we covered a lot on this one. It was a little bit rapid fire. I'm, I'm aware of that, but uh, we are up against this quarter percent, uh, you know, rate hike from the Fed, and I don't know that we're done. So, um, you know, these growth stocks are certainly going to feel some pain on that. When uh, when I started this episode, my account was nicely in the green, and now we are negative. So uh, I think some of that news from the, the Fed did get uh, digested by the market and turned us uh, turned us red on the day. And uh, yeah, Dow is down 187, NASDAQ's down 5 SP S&P is down 14. So uh, red right across the board and uh, yeah, I guess, you know, get out there, try to find some good value, wonderful stocks or uh, yeah, wonderful companies at fair valuations uh, and get invested, stay invested and uh, protect that cash that you work so hard for. So that's what I got for you guys today. Thank you for uh, joining in and uh, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Take care.